In this week's episode, has Sony suffered another major hacking scandal? Plus, Mortal Kombat 1 receives criticism on the Nintendo Switch. I'm Barry. I'm Phil, and this is episode 117 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast. The podcast for everything gaming and retro-inspired. Bit of ad-libbing there, eh? <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as it's... if we write this down or anything. <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, see, the problem is, I'd move the screen slightly so that I was a bit more central, and it's cut off the end of it. Oh, excuses, excuses. Yeah, I'm sticking to it. Uh, well... It seems like you've been tagged back in again this week. So I know. Back again. I know. It's almost it's, like it's becoming a regular. It, it is. It is. And it's fine. We all know who the, the fans really wanted. <laughs> yeah, not us. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I will, just as a courtesy, ask you what have you been playing? But I'm going to guess you're still playing Baldur's Gate. I no, I am totally playing Baldur's another. Baldur's yeah. Yeah, Baldur's Gate. <laughs> To be fair, I am I'm almost at the end. I reckon I I'm on the last point box. Out that you said that two weeks ago. <laughs> I've right. Genuinely, I've probably missed a lot. There's definitely stuff I've not done. There's absolutely quest lines I could have followed, and the game has so much replayability, more replayability oh, than... Yeah, absolutely, I could imagine. I'm assuming it's got some sort of, like, morality system in it as well, where you well, can go not through. even that. Not even that. Like, let's say... So my character is a halfling barbarian rogue. And in particular, right. it's... The, it's subclass is Wildheart Barbarian. And its rogue subclass is uh, Thief Barbarian. Right. I like the way you're saying this... As if it no, I know, I know. Basically, <laughs> like each class has multiple subclasses yeah. that you can go into. So, I could come into an encounter, and I'll have a special dialogue option that opens up extra things. Right, right, I get. You. Based on your race, your class, if your character's a cleric and follows a particular god, um, depending on what background you've picked. Yeah. So you can go through the game and like it changes stuff and it can actually affect things. Mm. Like there was really, really early on, there's some ogres in a village and they're talking like one of them is really eloquent as well. Cause they're debating about food and the, the particularly eloquent ones, are the obvious leader. But yeah. as a barbarian, I had the option to intimidate raw. Bear in mind, halflings like three foot ogres are part giant. So they're like 10 foot. So my very skilled at intimidating halfling intimidated these ogres, to which they later on would help me f- for free, rather than me either having to fight them or um, bribe them or anything like that. They just like, yeah, okay, we'll we'll fight for you. You make a you make a compelling argument. Is it one of, <laughs> is it one of these? I like this little person. He's got guts. Yeah, uh, situations. Yeah. I'd say it's it's typically not my kind of game, although I did play quite a bit of Baldur's Gate 1. I will probably pick this up when it comes to Xbox. I, even though it's a more fantasy sort of game than you usually play, I mm. genuinely think you'll enjoy it because it is a good tactical RPG. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all. I said this last time you was on. That is all I need, though. Even more <laughs> RPGs. But um, an RPG that I, I kid you not, I have clocked well over sixty hours. And I'm I've... saying to 
saying to Anthony last week, I was like, I was on Amazon and I thought, oh, Switch game there that's nice and cheap. So I'll pick that up. So I picked up Bravely Default 2 on the Switch. I was like, why have I picked up another RPG? <laughs> Bravely Default's good, though. I enjoyed the, I really oh, enjoyed yeah, the I, first one. I enjoyed Bravely Default. I didn't play Bravely Second, which I, is the other sequel to Bravely Default. I started Bravely Second, but I've not completed it. Right. I'm like a little bit in, but then I sort of got distracted with other stuff and then I stopped playing on the DS and then, yeah. Yeah, and and then I'm guessing Switch came out and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's one of those where it's a game that I need to finish. The good games, I enjoyed Bravely, uh, Bravely Default. I completed yes. it. Um, well, I did pick up two other games. Um, stupidly enough, two more RPGs. <laughs> so I what's another up... RPG? <laughs> exactly, exactly. What's another one? I'll never yeah, count. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I will be shocked if it is not Game of the Year. Oh, Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah, Baldur's Gate. Well, I was wondering what game I mean, you were on about that. Don't get me wrong, it's got some solid contenders in like... Yeah. Um, I've, I want to call it Breath of the Wild, but it's not Breath of the Wild. Oh, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom, that's the one. Yeah. Um... <sighs> But genuinely, from what I've seen, I think Baldur's Gate's the better game. But I think the Zelda game probably is, maybe not in terms necessarily in terms of sales, but in terms of like the general perception of it is kind of like the darling game. Although saying that, actually, everything I've heard about Baldur's Gate Three has been positive. Everything from yeah. The way the development's been handled, the lack of uh, microtransactions, the fact that the game's come out feature complete, it's not had any major bugs in it. Yeah, it's... I know last time you were telling me about there was a patch where it was like, sleep with a guy or kick his cat or something, and they were doing a third option. Yeah, exactly. Laridian have actually been really good with updating and patching. Literally, it's just had like patch three, which is another sort of big patch, sort of tweaking things and, and fixing things. So they they've been listening to the the, the players and actually yeah. updating based on the feedback rather than just what they feel is right. It's good. It's it's like you look at a lot of games nowadays where the developer will if let's say there's a bug in there that lets you duplicate money, for example. Yeah. That'll be oh we've got to fix that particular thing. It's a single player game. Who cares if some players are yeah, using glitches to get money. It's a single player game. Let them do what they want to do. Yeah, I can un- I say I can understand it in multiplayer games. In multiplayer but... games, totally understand it. Single player games, it's how it shouldn't be the focus. Larian have took that in mind, and the main focus has been fixing things that aren't right, implementing things that players have said. Like I, I think I said last time that the, there was an issue with multiplayer that was that. If you joined, if someone joined your game and created a character, that character was on your team forever. Yes, they've listened, they've heard, they've implemented it so that you can boot them from your team. Right. And then if the person comes back and rejoins, they get their character back and can play their character. That's quite good, actually. But it's still kind of there in reserve. Yeah. So they've they've done things based on the way the feedback's gone, rather than what they feel. Yeah. Well. Beyond that, um, have you been playing anything else to any serious degree? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd say, um, in terms of the last week or so, I've been playing Starfield. 
It's one so, I keep meaning to try. I've installed it. It is basically Fallout in space. Yeah, I imagine so. With no vats, but better controls, so it kind of makes up for it. The, the other thing is I've got Armored Core 6 that I need to play and finish. You do? Because Anthony's not going to play through it for a long while. I'm yeah. pretty certain of it. I need someone to talk to about the endings. Which, don't get me wrong, Baldur's Gate, I, I am pretty sure I am on the last boss, basically. You're, pro- you're probably not. I'll speak to you in another two weeks. I'll ask what you've been playing. You go, oh, I'm, I'm really certain that I'm definitely, definitely near the end of this game this time. I mean, my, my party's max level. I'm 60-odd hours in. I've completed mm. most of the side quests and everything. I'm pretty certain this is the last boss. Famous Doesn't mean I'm right, but I'm pretty, pretty certain. The question is, do I move on to Armored Core, which I do need to finish, mm. but Lies of P has appeared in oh, Game Pass? yeah, I saw that and I thought, Phil's got to be playing this. <laughs> I, I don't know an awful lot about this game, but I've heard it's a cross between Pokio and Dark Souls. So. Yeah. I don't it's... know where the Pinocchio comes from. I don't, I don't know if the main character is meant to be Pinocchio or something. I, I don't know about the Pinocchio connection, but apparently it's very, very Bloodborne-esque. I quite enjoyed <sighs> yeah. Bloodborne. So I've got that installed. Not going to lie. <laughs> right. well, I did also download, uh, purchase and download the Castlevania Advanced Collection. So got that. I'm working I've got that. my way through Circle of the Moon. Is that the first one? Uh, yes, I think it is. I'm a good way into that one. Yeah. Um, so I'm, work- I'm working my way through that, and I'll work my way through the games. Yeah. That was on offer $7.99. For $7.99. Oh, that's not bad. I couldn't say no. No, I, mean, I think um, I got it when it first came out, to be honest. But you know me, yeah. I'm a sucker for Castlevania. It, well, well, yeah, especially the RPG-style ones. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've been playing that. I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah, well, I, so I enjoyed did... Circle of the Moon. That was a brilliant game. Um, yeah. I, had it, I had it on the original uh, I DS. I might have no, not the DS, on... Advance. I think I might have had it on the Game Boy Advance. I can't remember. I had two of them. I, just... I, know, I, I know I had it. I had all of them. And I'm sure I had you one, borrowed I'm at sure least one of them. I'm sure the main character was called Soma. Yeah, Soma is... Is that perhaps a DS title? Soma was, in... De- Soma was definitely a DS title, but I think that was also a sequel. So I yeah. think there is one on the advance that was Soma as well. Right, I might be wrong though. Um, well, uh, other than that as well, they had um, Shining Resonance, I think it was, which was right. four ninety nine. So I've picked that up. Unfortunately, it's not. It, it's produced. It's published by Sega, but it's not the it's not a Shining game. Kind of, it, yeah, if, it's a Shining game in the same way like Shining the Holy Ark and Shining into the Darkness was a Shining game. It's not a Shining Force game, though. Yeah, but the the Shining into the games were also pretty decent. Yeah, I I never really got into Shining into the dark, uh, Shining in the darkness. But you know, I I absolutely adored Shining the whole. Oh night. yeah, yeah. Um, shame someone borrowed that and lost me manual. Not that. No, who would do something like that? Who would mm. do something like that? Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Um, mo- moving on from um, upsetting me, shall should we go into some of the news? Yeah. So there's two main bits of news that we got this week, but just before we jump into them, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on the Microsoft leak. So this it's is information about upcoming consoles that was kind of leaked out in the 
litigation with the CMA. Yeah. It's stuff that's not been marked properly and has ended up in the hands of yeah, people it should not be in the hands of. Yes. Yeah, there's been some interesting stuff come out of it. Yeah, so I've put three slides into the notes that we work from, and it's about two new refreshes of the consoles, the Series X and the Series S, and a new controller. Now, have you had time to look at these in any sort of... Yeah, I've had, a, I've had a bit of a nose, yeah. The Series S looks like a solid upgrade. Um, can't complain at that one at all. The Series X is a good upgrade, don't get me wrong. I'm not quite sure why they're going with the um, often dubbed Mac trash bin. Can. Yeah, the, yeah, the Mac trash can design. It's a choice. Don't know if it was <laughs> a good choice, but so, it's a choice. Some, someone said Fat Alexa. <laughs> That's Sorry. a good one as well. Yeah. The Series mm-hmm. S is solid. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the Series S is practically the same as what it is now, just with a USB-C port on the front. And a terabyte storage. Well, no, there's a terabyte version of the Series S now. Oh, is there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 299 quid instead of 249 quid. Get you a terabyte Series S, and it's in black. Oh. Mm. See, I, that is one thing that I still think they really need to bring the cost down, and that's the expansion cards. Yes, they when have I'm, come down a little bit since Western Digital started releasing some. They have, yeah, but you're still looking at about the price of a Series S for an expansion card. I did see for an additional terabyte, I think it was 119 quid. That's better. So it's, it's, still... Not, it's still not cheap. Yeah. Um, if you're a PlayStation owner and you just want an NVMe drive, you can probably knock easy a third of that price off. Again. Oh, gotcha. Well, going back to these consoles, do you have any concerns about these? No, in all honesty, they look pretty standard as a bit of a mid-generation refresh, if you will. There isn't anything in there that I look at and go, oh, I need to go out and get one of these. It's not like a, no. a the um, the, 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 the Xbox One X was to the Xbox yes. One. Yeah, so these are just minor spec bumps in things like faster Wi-Fi, better Bluetooth, lower power consumption. Yeah. Have you not noticed there's something missing from the Series X, though? Oh, God, yeah. Where's that gone? So I say that. I say on, what, I what, what is it that's missing? I don't believe I've actually ever used the disk drive on my Series X. Ever. That that's fair. That's fair that you've not used it. However, if both of the consoles do not have an optical no. drive on them, said a lot. Is is this the start of the end for physical media? It's a bold step. I'm not sure if now is the right time to do it. Don't get me wrong. I might be wrong, and they might have all of the data that says who plays physical, who plays digital, and physical yeah. may be so microscopic now that it's not actually a gamble. Yeah. But I don't know. I have <laughs> almost entirely stopped buying... Well, in all fairness, I've almost entirely stopped buying Xbox games because most of them come into Game Pass. Game Pass, yeah. But I've almost entirely stop buying physical xbox games for the f- half the time they don't even have the data on the disc you put well, yeah. the disc in and it's like oh yeah do you want to download this 101 gigabyte update well and yeah at that point you're like what's on this disc what what is the point of the disc though i yeah. had my 
Series 1... In my Series 1, my 1X. Yes. The disk drive failed. Yeah, and, and it didn't it take you, like, months to realise? It must have been six-plus months that this drive could have been broken. Because, yeah. literally, no game's been played. And I'd had the Xbox for months. The last time, it was easily six months plus. Yeah. Before the last time that I'd put a game in there or put anything in there, even like a DVD or anything. Bought yeah. my son a game on disc, went to play it for him, couldn't. I was like, wait, what? That was the last time I used my disc drive. See. And that was like seven or eight years ago. <laughs> Well, in, in all fairness, the, the Xbox One X, it would have been more recent than that, probably about four years ago, because I think it came out in 2018. I don't think it was a One X. I, I thought it was the my... One X that the drive went. Yeah, it must have been. No, it wasn't the One X. It wasn't the One X. I thought it was. Well, no, because it was in our old house, which I don't think I had the One X when we moved out of there. Right. But going back to this, the the problem with this is it's part of it is the nostalgia for me as well of collecting physical games. Yeah. But the only games I collect physically now are Switch games. That's partly because most of the time, not all the time, but the full game does tend to come on the cartridge. Like you might still need updates. Yeah. In most instances you can put the cartridge in and play it without connecting to the internet. With the Xbox, as I mentioned, a lot of games, I don't think there's an awful lot of data or the data's incomplete on the disc, so I don't think you could pop it in and play it without actually connecting to the internet anyway. In fact, I think the first time you pop a disc in on the Xbox One and the series consoles, it needs to connect to the internet to authenticate that game. So... If yeah. the service go down, you wouldn't be able to do it anyway, unless you've previously done it on that console. I just don't like the idea of everything going digital. We've already discussed this uh, quite a few episodes back where you were saying, was it like 80% of games haven't been archived and aren't oh God, legally yeah. available? That yeah, it's something ridiculous like that. It's only go up and up. Oh, yeah. The other issue is... is We've had it before where there was a Marvel game where the game was only like two or three years old and the servers went off and that was it. No one could play the game anymore. So all of the purchases they made in the game just gone. Yeah, there's, there's loads of games like that. Yeah, there's been loads of, loads of examples of it. But... I remember getting one called um, APB, All Points Sports. Oh, yeah. And I think that died within about two months and I paid... Yeah. 15 quid a month for it uh, to play online plus the 30, 40 quid for the game. Yeah. And two months later, you're like, yeah, we're shutting down. You can't play this game anymore. Yeah, it's it's a real risk of those things. And Nintendo in particular, they're really quick at just killing a, killing a service just online. Pulling the life support on the previous yeah. gen. Well, that's half the reason why I'm getting <laughs> all my Nintendo games physically one of, you, yeah. one of the reasons is I don't trust that Nintendo will still allow me to buy my digital purchase. I do have a few on the Switch, but not many. I don't believe they'll allow me to continue to download and access them or purchase new games in 10 years. No. 
And Definitely not. Even, even Microsoft are starting to do it. So they're taking down the Xbox 360 servers next year. Are they? Yep. That's interesting, especially the amount of people that were asking to bring back the likes of um, Crimson Sky servers. and. Well, they were the original Xbox servers. Yeah, no, no, so no. This is more, they've explained that it's more to modernize. So it won't be a case of five years later, they'll take down the Xbox One service because they're already modernized and they're intertwined with what they're currently using. Yeah. So for Microsoft, they don't really differentiate between the Xbox One and the Xbox Series sort yeah. of servers. That all runs on the same things. However, the Xbox 360 is legacy service now i do believe you'll still be able to purchase the games yeah however some games you may not be able to play online uh fair enough so anything that has a dedicated server i don't i I could be wrong with this but i don't believe you'll be able to play that online yeah it's only the titles where you um it's hosted by one of the players and it's a peer-to-peer network that it creates. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how I feel with them removing this drive. I, I am hoping that perhaps they'll bring out some sort of USB disk drive that you can plug Maybe. in. Maybe. There has I mean, been that... rumors about that for a while, especially with the PlayStation 5. To be honest, I think that's a better way of doing it because then they can lower the cost of manufacture for the actual mainline consoles. And then if there are people that want physical games, they can just get the add-on. I know, but when it's an optional accessory, it's still got to absolutely tank the physical retail sales. And then, obviously, Microsoft will come along and go, oh, well, look, once the new consoles came out, which had no disk drives, imagine this. The sale of physical games just absolutely <laughs> knows that. What a coincidence. How could this have happened? Yeah. It's really <laughs> weird, that, isn't it? But again, we can't see the back-end data, so maybe physical games just don't sell anymore. Well, yeah, but when half of your consoles don't take physical games, especially no, you more budget-orientated ones that a lot of people will go pick up more, not like completely on a whim, but a little bit more on a whim, yeah. you know. I'll, I'll take a chance at £200 on a Series S on sale or something. Oh, yeah. Or my my son wants an Xbox, I'll get him the Series S instead of the disc-enabled Series X, which is more than double its price. Now, yeah. one slide that isn't on this note was actually talking about the next generation xbox right so it does give some information on what they're looking towards so they're looking at a 2028 launch window something around that and again all of this can change it's so far out but they are talking about leveraging the cloud again well yes because that's what console number three that's what what they said with the xbox one weren't it Oh, yeah. We all With the almighty power of the cloud. Exactly. They weren't, they weren't so heavy in it with the Xbox series, I feel. No. And you know what? We may joke about it, but generally they are leveraging the power of the cloud. They are. And Game like Pass? One of the, I think one of the first games that used it in like a hybrid 
was um, Titanfall, weren't it? The yeah. AI for the NPCs yeah. running around was all done server-side rather than console-side. Well, not even that. Just as simple things like the the Series X... Sorry, the Series X. Series S is a cloud gaming console. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't well, go that far. I say that in the fact that if you've got a Series S, especially the original one where you've only got half a terabyte, and a lot of that is taken up by the actual operating yeah, system. You, you got about 385 gig, I think it is. You're it? not getting a lot of games physically installed on there, but with Game Pass and the ability to play it on the cloud mm. so that you don't need it installed, that is that it's not the all singing, all dancing, superpower and everything that everyone thinks it's going to be, but it is leveraging the power of the cloud. I must admit, um, I've you know that I've got a Series X again, and yeah. sometimes Looky I'll up. go down and I'll yeah, <laughs> sometimes I'll go down and I've been playing um, Armored Core and Starfield on it. Yeah. However, I've also been using my Steam Deck and sat at my desk streaming Starfield or playing it on my Mac, streaming yeah. it through a web browser as well. That- and just. So I've probably played just as much streaming as I have on the dedicated console yeah, at this point. That is using the power of the cloud. It, it is. I think the way they're talking about the cloud, though, is to supplement. For more processing power. The, exactly, yeah. yes. So over time, it can well technically uh, or potentially get more powerful. The thing is, cloud graphical generating has gone leaps and bounds in the last few years. I mean, you only need to look at all of the AI image generators out there. Yeah. They are using some... Yeah? No, go on, go on. I was going to say, they are using some serious graphical power. They they are, and they still can't do hands properly yet. Well, there is that. (laughs) But the the fact is that the the technology is there. Yeah, exactly. That's how you know that they're... um, No, they're not. They're not. They're generating images. It's not art. Hmm. What I was about to ask is, did you ever try out the Unreal 5 demo, the Matrix one? I didn't. You didn't, right. Well, I downloaded it uh, when I had the Series S, and I had a look, and I was like, oh, yeah, graphically, this looks really good. Like, all the when you're shooting the cars, the way they deform and crash, and the explosions, and the effects, and all the physics and that. And that, that was amazing. I was running around the city, changing time of day. And I thought graphically, this is amazing. The simulation looks amazing. A feature I didn't realize. If you put your headset on, you can go up to an NPC and just start talking to them. Huh. Just a random NPC that's walking around the street. You can go up to them and start talking to them. That's pretty cool. You, and you know, I'm not saying it's chat GPT, but that sort of interaction They'll take what you say and give you a relevant response. There is literally games out there that are... I think visual novels are probably the closest sort of genre you could really say they're like, but there are games out there that use things like ChatGPT to power them so that you can literally interact with them and they will respond based on the AI. It's in it. It's still in its infancy in terms of using it in that sort of way. Well, there's rumours that the next Grand Theft Auto all have a similar sort of way that you can interact with NPCs. Yeah, but 
I think it's probably more those sort of features that we'll see become more and more common as time yeah. goes on. Yeah, but when when people argue that, oh, look, you didn't get the power of the cloud in the Xbox, you did, just not possibly in the way that people expected. Yes. Is more I was trying to get to. And in all fairness, just um, we'll we'll move on after this because we were only supposed to chat about this for a moment. <laughs> what, I... was getting distracted? Never. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would say that the advantage of specifically game streaming on the Xbox is people still have Xbox Ones, whether it's the original, an S or an X, it's keeping these devices out of landfills. If you've yeah. got Game Pass, you can still play a lot of next-gen, or well, current-gen oh, yeah. titles such as, I don't know, Flight Simulator, that do not play on them, but you can play them on those consoles yeah. through streaming. So I think that I think that is a good way to extend the life of these systems. Oh, gotcha. Like, you don't necessarily need to support them with new games going forward. You know, they could say, oh, the next Halo is obviously just going to be on the new console. It won't be on the Xbox One. But if they, as long as they keep giving it software updates, security updates, it could potentially still be being used in another eight years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And technically playing them with the same graphical fidelity of the Series X because... That's what they yes. use. Yes, limitation currently of um, streaming. No, is it is ten eighty p? Or is it ten eighty? Ten eighty p, as far as I'm aware. But they are playing on a Series X, so yeah. you do get those performance or the quality uh, settings. Yeah, you might not be on four K, but you are getting the graphic fidelity of yes. a Series yeah. X. Yeah, which is impressive on a decade old hardware. Actually, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Um, well, while we're talking about old hardware giving you graphically impressive titles, should we talk about a current piece of hardware that's given not even last-gen sort of graphics? Yeah. Have yeah, you seen well. Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch? Yes. Yes, I have. Wow. Can you ever unsee it? No. No, I don't think I can. <laughs> Right, first of what all... What would NetherRealm um, think, thinking? This isn't NetherRealm that's developed this. Oh, isn't it? So, no, it's um, Shiver, and, Shiver Entertainment and Saber Interactive that are doing the port for the Switch. Right. It's not NetherRealm themselves. Have, have they lost the, the contract? I imagine they won't get any new contracts after <laughs> seeing this. This... This looks like when people try and run something like Grand Theft Auto Five on a potato. It's the one that sticks out to me is Johnny Cage holding his glasses. Where on the PlayStation Five, you know, he's he's looking at his glasses like he's angry because the he's dying. angry. But on the on the Switch, he's like on the Switch. It just looks like he's thinking, "What have I done to be in this game?" <laughs> It's like his eyes look like they are ready to literally explode out of his head. Yes. It, it's. Wow. The issue is so obviously the games come to current gen systems, of which the Nintendo Switch is one. However, we all know the Nintendo Switch 
is less powerful than the original Xbox One from 2013. Yes. Now, they dropped Mortal Kombat 1 from releasing on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One because they wanted a next-gen experience. So if you're not putting them on last-gen consoles and then think, I know, I'll put it on something even less capable. Yeah. It was, it was never going to turn out well. No, but the thing is, if you look at the likes of an older game, Mortal Kombat 11. Yes. It looks better. It's oh, like it looks when, significantly better. It's like when that Call of Duty came out on the original Xbox One. Black I want to say. I want to say Black. It was on the Crazy. original Xbox One and it was on the Xbox 360. Yeah, I think I it was Black say. Ops 3, I think. Or yeah. And the 360 version had better graphics than Mortal Kombat 1 on the Switch. <laughs> Maybe not that, but you know no. what I mean. It's that kind of massive loss of textures. What I would say, though, with that, they give a really scaled-back version of the game, so they stripped yeah. out single-player from it. They sold it at a cheaper price. Yes. Now, I will give them the due. The Switch version is feature um feature rich so it's not missing any features it's just graphically and the performance on it it's poor yeah um but still not the worst value to ever be released on the switch that's probably still the latest fifa games but at least they're cheaper they are come they? out at a cheaper price. The legacy versions of the games aren't the same price. Yeah, I suppose there is that. Though the most it's more recent the fact console. It's literally the game from like three or four years ago that's well, been yeah, rebadged. So. I don't know if they've done it with um, FC, EAFC or whatever the game's called now. But I do remember they would have FIFA, I don't know, 2020 Legacy Edition on the Switch. And yeah. it would be 35 quid on the switch and it would be 50 quid on the playstation 4 yeah. for example so it was a cheaper product and, and it was a different game overall with this though it's 60 pound for the cheapest version of it or 70 dollars it's struck so it takes so many hits to the actual quality of the graphics and you'll be thinking well yeah, obviously, they want to keep it up at 60 frames per second. It barely ever touches 60 yeah. frames per second. I've seen some um, some parts of the game where it's dipped down as low as like 15 frames per second when a couple of moves have been done or there's more than two characters on screen. They have all the moves and the character animations, but... One of the things that they decided had to be stripped out was all the facial animation. So everyone's always got this mannequin deathster kind of expression, like you were saying with Johnny Cage, where they're not reacting to the environment, which, again, is even more immersion break. Yeah. it's The thing as well is fighting games in particular as much as even games, first-person shooting games, I don't know which is more important. I'd argue that fighting games, FPS, is more important. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Because the, the moment that tanks, it could just throw off everything. 
I'm with this. I from the videos I've seen, it looks like I'm sure you've played some games like I think Guilty Gear did it. If the f- frame rate drops, the game slows down. Yeah. This it just looks like it just discards those frames. Wow. So it becomes jerky. There's a lot of screen turn, even on the pre-rendered videos. A lot of the pre-rendered videos in it. So the sequences in it, some are in-game and some are pre-rendered. The pre-rendered ones uses the assets from the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 and PC version. So they look details and then suddenly there's like this snap and it transitions into the Switch game. And again, it just pulls you straight out of the game. Because I'm going to pick this game up. I I know it sounds odd, and I said this to Anthony, but I enjoy it for the storyline for Mortal Kombat games. So I will end up picking it up once I've got through a bit of my backlog. For me, part of that's the presentation. If you want to do a fatality, you want to see it in all its gory mess. You'll buy it, and then a couple of days later, it'll be on Game Pass. Possibly. I bought uh, Mortal Kombat 11 and it went into Game Pass a couple of, <laughs> like a month or so later. And to was be like, fair, Injustice has been on there. Mortal Kombat's been on there. Well, yeah, I bought Injustice 2 as well. I'd hedge your bets that it's probably going to be on there. Yeah, if, if I've not cleared up some of the titles I want to play, I'm, at the moment I'm not getting a lot of time to play games. If I'm still working my way through a lot of them, I'll probably just hold off and just hope for the best yeah, that will come through. Um, but at the same time, I was scrolling through YouTube and one of the thumbnails put a spoiler for the story. Oh. And again, I really hate spoilers. You know, you you, you do not do well with spoilers. It's really annoyed me that they put like on the actual thumbnail. Like, I won't. I'll just make something up. Like. Raiden dies, or something, you know, something like that. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why did you do that? Um, Just really quickly, if anyone plays Mortal Kombat and Raiden does that, I'm really sorry. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't actually what I was saw as I was scrolling through. Retro Gaming Dads spoils Mortal Kombat 1. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Um,. But yeah, the, the fact that this game's still full price and there's been a bit of dishonesty in how they've publicized the game by Nintendo themselves. Yeah. If you go on the Nintendo website, whether it's the UK, European, or the US one, it has no screenshots of this game. Doesn't it? There's no gallery of it. It does not show any screenshots well, whatsoever. Would you publish screenshots of it? Well, no. <laughs> However, they have made it public now. Uh, sorry, private. There was on the Nintendo of America a trailer for it until people pointed out that it was the Steam version that it was showing. Yeah. And is this, is this... Because a Steam achievement popped up. Yeah. Is this like when um, Sony was showing the world first footage of Anthem? Or the, the early footage of Anthem? I don't where think it was Sony. The I, think it was, footage? I think it was the X. Yeah, and it was, no, it was definitely me. it was definitely Sony that was showing it, it. Was showing the, and it was um, doing the PlayStation Xbox. overlays, right? Oh yeah, I yeah and it was badly edited. Yeah, exactly. It was badly edited overlays well, over the Xbox. <laughs> cast your mind back much, much further than that. 
Do you ever remember when a game would come out on, say, the Commodore Amiga, the Atari ST, the C64, and the Spectrum, or something like that? And No. <laughs> what do you mean, no? <laughs> that's like not... 30 years ago? Yeah, that's why I said cast your memory even further back. Well, okay then. I'll explain how a lot of boxes used to be. So you used to get these big oversized boxes. I remember the oversized boxes. You'd look on the back and it'd show, I don't know, I'll pick one. I'll pick one that I got caught out with. Shadow of the Beast. So I looked on the back of the box. Fantastic looking (laughs) graphics and everything. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Turn around, it's got a sticker on it. Commodore C64. I'm like, I've got a C64. Look on the back. This looks like the best game I have ever seen in my life. Buy it. Go home. Yeah, that's not what it looks like. Yeah, maybe the difference here is... Small text, it says, images of Amiga version or something. Maybe the difference here is we had an Amiga rather than a Commodore C64. So the the other way around as well. Although people who had a Spectrum who looked at the back of some of these games and looked at like Amiga screenshots and thought, oh, is that what it's got like? Yeah, you would just be naive at that point. <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's not got color clashing, like everything's in yeah. colored blocks. I, I can't um, remember really looking at the back of boxes, though, at art. I used to just get mine off my uncle. I was about to say, I think the problem <laughs> with you is you don't remember actually buying any games for the Amiga. No, not overly. <laughs> so, but it was yeah, also that, like that used eight. to be a thing. Um, I'll have to get. I've got. I think it's turtles or something that's in the loft that have still got boxed, and that is actually for the. I can't remember. I think it's for the C sixty four. And again, the it, images on the back are all from the Amiga and the Atari ST version of the game. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. I just find it really dishonest. Yeah, it's that not. Video the... has now been moved to private. It it's definitely not the best way to do things. No, definitely not the best way of doing things. No, not at all. Uh, right. Well, let's move on to the last thing. And while we're talking about the not the best way to do things, it appears that Sony potentially, maybe, allegedly, might have been hacked again. Yeah, this is very much a rumor. So until there's firm evidence, it is exactly that, a rumour. Though it's not the first time Sony have been hacked. It's not the second time they've been hacked. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the, the big one was... Um, it was a credit was card it? detail 20, one. 2011? Uh, it was, be- it was before that, yeah. Yeah, it was PS3 days. When it was down, it was down for like a, a month or so, weren't it? Oh yeah, it was down. They got a lot of credit card details. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I remember. Don't worry, we've lost your credit card details, <laughs> but we'll give you two PlayStation Portable games to make up for it. Oh yes, we have got Little Big Planet and Mod Nation Racing, if I remember right. <laughs> Thanks for that. But I'm glad that in exchange for my credit card details now being on the dark web, I got two meh kind of games. <laughs> I thought a little big, little big planet was good. Not on the PSP, it went. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. In, in all fairness, it, I got it on the PlayStation. I actually bought a PlayStation Three for Little Big Planet. Yeah, and I only just started going out with Kerry at the time, and she came around and went, "Oh, do you want to play? I've got this game that you might like, Little Big Planet. You know, it's a little platform. It's cutesy and that." And then she's like, "Oh, go on then. We'll we'll have a game on that. Turn the console on." 
needs an update. Okay, wait half an hour. <laughs> update complete. Put the game in. Needs game needs an update before you can play. I'm like, oh come on. <laughs> wait like 10 minutes. Update. Oh, there's another update, and I just turned it off. And I actually went and sold it like the following day. I just Ooh. I just got fed up. <laughs> anyway, I can believe it. Um I I fell out of love with um Little Big Planet quite quickly after its initial charm ran out. But back to the actual topic in hand. Yes. <laughs> Another time that Sony had disappointed me. I don't know why people f- say that we hate Sony. I can't imagine what gives them that idea. I mean, to be in fair... All, in all fairness, we, no, I, we don't. I or have, I don't, at least. I have a PlayStation 2 right there. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> last it it's probably the last PlayStation console you purchased. And that PlayStation no. 4 that you had that didn't work doesn't count. Well, no, because I didn't purchase that. I was given it. Yeah, and, it's, and it didn't work. <laughs> no, and it didn't work. I didn't get that fixed. Yeah. But yes, rans- ransomware. ransomware is awful. Yes, it, it, it is. really is. Like, <sighs> having worked in IT security and had talks from uh, IT security vendors, like some of the stuff that they do is just, it's shocking. It, so it is, and it's it's quite worrying if they have got the data. But I would have thought if they have the data, they have allegedly shown proof. Well, not sorry, not allegedly they've shown something. They have shown something, but it's allegedly proof that they have yeah. actually got access. In their words, that they have compromised all of Sony's systems. So this I... is everything from user data to internal emails, internal intranets. I don't know how much I believe of that. I don't, only because I think Sony would have put something out at at the moment. The only thing they've said is they're aware of the allegations and they're investigating it. But even that, Sony's infrastructure is going to be a lot more compartmented than that. A single well, bit, yeah, you would imagine so. Of unless, unless it's ransomware that's spread through the whole network somehow. Which oh, don't get me wrong, it could have. But... It's a, it's a bit vague the way because they've said all of Sony systems. So is that all of Sony as a company? You know, they've got yeah. Sony Entertainment, Sony Computer Entertainment. They've got um, the movie music publishing part yeah. of it as well. So is that what they mean, or do they mean all of Sony? PlayStation's networks. I, I don't know, but it's very it, vague. It's very vague, and knowing what I know about IT infrastructure, I don't know if they could have got all of Sony. Exactly, and the list of files that they released as part of their proof, it was about six thousand files. I'm not being funny. Not a lot. When I edit this podcast, I'll probably end up with about that many files. Yeah, it's not a lot, especially for such a big company. Yes. So I'd take this one with a grain of salt. It's doubtful. However, they have said that they will release all of the data on the 28th if no one buys it from them beforehand. Two days. They're saying that they've spoken to Sony and Sony declined to pay the ransom. I would imagine if they had infiltrated, as they say, all their systems, they would have put a splash page up in place of one of the websites, at least. Oh, yeah. Say, these have been hacked. Well, we have your detail. I guess Sony to pay us. Not necessarily. So, putting back on my days of IT security hat, 
ransomware isn't like the um, idea of actually being in the system. Ransomware is just literally stealing the files and then encrypting the yeah. the the files where they are. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they've got control and the ability to put up a splash page to say, you know, we've hacked you and got your data. Ha ha. They might not have that level of access. It might just be. They're of... that they do though. Oh, did they? they compromised all of the systems. That's oh, yeah. How oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Compromising all of the systems and does. What what better way to prove that you've at least been in? than to change the homepage. Yeah, I mean, ransomware tells me that it's unlikely to be the kind of thing where they've got control of everything, but more yeah. just they've got files that they have stolen. Yes, this this seems like they're not so much holding the files to ransom that they go to encrypt them and they can't use them. It sounds, the way they've said it is they've just got a copy of them. But yeah. Again, the proof, it's a, I don't know if I'd believe them, to be honest, even if they said they got my files. If someone said, I've got every file of yours, 6,000 files, I'd be like, that doesn't sound like you're going to drop in the bucket. I have seen modern ransomware. I've actually had a a meeting with a somebody from um, one of the major antivirus vendors where they've shown us how uh, well, ransomware works. Yeah, and we haven't quite quickly had one a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it, uh, it's part of, scary. Uh, pen testers and that. Yeah, it's scary how it works, but it literally the the data's gone, and all you have is a word file that is literally we have your data. <laughs> Pay me, please. <laughs> Pay me. Yeah, you know, send money to this account on Western. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say Western Digital, but no, that's, that's a different company. <laughs> Damn you, Toshiba. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, everything's done through crypto now, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you said, send us bitcoins. Union. Yeah, Western Union, well, that's the one I was thinking. I knew what you meant, don't you worry. Although, well, technically, I suppose it could be paid via Western Digital if you put the, uh, the, bitcoin, the bitcoin on, on it. <laughs> Yeah, so Sony send a hard drive with the Bitcoin wallet on it. Go here, you go. They open it up and go, it's encrypted. And like, well, you have to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you. We'll give you the key. Uh... Um, but yeah, as well as these six thousand files, they've shown what appears to be a PowerPoint presentation and an internal login screen. That that's all the proof, as far as I'm aware. That's all the proof that they've released. Yeah, I'm I'm skeptical. Yeah, I'm skeptical. But by the time this podcast comes out, this 28th will have come and gone. So everyone might be listening to us, thinking, "Oh, oh, how wrong they were! This was the biggest, <laughs> biggest scandal, uh, hacking scandal in the entirety of the world." It's fine. Then the next podcast will just be us talking about that scandal and yeah. all of the information that has been released. Win-win for us. Yeah, yeah, you get two episodes out of it. It's all good. <laughs> but, yeah, unfortunately, Sony haven't had the best track record in the past. They've not, no. So, and it, it quite often, oddly enough, what I was just saying a couple of weeks ago, we did actually have someone come in and they were explaining, like, the pen testing that they do, um... For those that aren't sure, it's it, the penetration testing where they try and access a computer system, a server, something similar to that. Yeah. And they'll do it in a way that they can explain, oh, this is how you messed up. So it's not a malicious 
process. You actually pay someone to do it. You pay someone to hack into and, my system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And they were saying, one of the things they show is, this is how you don't do it, and it's what happened to Sony like 12 years ago or whatever it was. It's like, this is what happens if you do not take this seriously. Yeah. So, uh, they become infamous from what I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there was a bank that was another pretty infamous one for um, well, pen testing stories. In the UK, there was the NHS. That's what, the one. Five, oh, yeah, the NHS, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember that one. Because my, my wife works for them. There so, was a, I can't remember which one. I'm sure there was a police force probably in the last month or so. What's that? that? Mm. So it, it it's it's something that's it's a thing that happens. Always a threat. Yeah. But when you've got maybe a hundred million customer credit cards on file or something, then yeah, it becomes a bit worrying. Yeah. Yeah. Because let's face it, in the end of the day, if they somehow use those credit card details, it's it's not Sony that's going to directly lose oh God, no. money. They'll have insurance for all of it. Yeah. Oh, well, I would hope so anyway. Right. Well, we've come to the end now. So um, we're I think we're running out of people to criticize. We've criticized Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Sony, Microsoft. Uh, yeah, we criticized digital future we've criticized microsoft today you know we're not all positive exactly. about microsoft well, and all opportunities will criticize exactly anyone. exactly and they're releasing the apple bin 2.0 yeah the the mac trash can yeah Pro the, trash can. the microsoft trash can <laughs> that works so well for apple and <laughs> um, well that's it that's all we've got for this week's episode and as usual if you'd like to read up about anything that we mentioned in this week's episode you can view the full show notes at retrogamingdads.co.uk once again thanks to you phil for popping on and whipping the retro gaming dads we'll see you next week